0: that was interesting watching from up here that was like delayed visiting brad goes okay so get up and visit somebody and you were like should i i don't know maybe and then like a couple of people did and they were like well, i guess i could get up and so a few of you got up most of you just kind of stayed seated uh-oh we should get up and do an exercise we won't we should december happy december did anyone see november it, it I think it was here. It came and went that quick. Good night. And so we find ourselves in December, and someone commented how nice the stage looks, and it does. It looks amazing. Uh, Pastor and Miss Donna were busy for hours and hours and hours, but it looks really, really good, and it's, it's crazy because we only get to enjoy it that long, you know? December will come and go just like November did. But happy December to you guys. Christmas is here. It's no longer coming, it's, it's here. We are in the Christmas season. Last week, I had the opportunity to share with you guys a little bit about the shepherds and we talked about how we are shepherds. We go, we tell the good news of the things we have heard and seen. And people may look at us and scratch their head and say, you're a little weird. And that's okay. I'm sure they said the same of the shepherds when the shepherds returned. The Bible says glorifying and praising God and trying to explain what had happened to them. So today, moving from the shepherds, I would like to talk about some other characters in the Bible, in the story of Jesus's birth. That is the wise men. Now, just a few things I'd like to just throw out My Christianity and my my relationship with Jesus is not based on how many wise men there were. The Bible tells us there were wise men. If you think there are three, or if I think that there are more than three, that's fine. It's not important, okay? Um, the, The important thing is that these people traveled from the far east to find the promised king. So that's something to remember. Another thing that it doesn't really, you know, my my relationship with the Lord isn't affected by the time frame that we think the wise men arrived. Um, we, we will talk a little bit more about that. And, and different theatric productions always have the wise men there at the birth. And that, maybe, but quite possibly with some of the information we're given in the Bible, they could have arrived a little later than that. But that, that's irrelevant. It's, it's okay. We can still get along if you think that there were a certain amount of wise men that got there a certain time. That's fine. I love you. That's, it's fine. But we're gonna read from Matthew chapter two today. And we're gonna read verses one and two, and then verses seven through 11. If you don't have your Bible, it'll be up on the screen. I'm reading from the ERV this morning. Just a different version, a little bit easier to understand. Verse 1 says, Jesus was born in the town of Bethlehem in Judea during the time when Herod was king. After Jesus was born, some wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. And they asked, where is the child who has been born to be the king of the Jews? We saw the star that shows he was born. We saw it rise in the sky in the east, and we have come to worship him. Verse 7 then Herod had a private meeting with the wise men from the east, and he learned from them the exact time they first saw the star. Then he, Herod, sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and look carefully for the child. And When you find him, come and tell me that I can worship him too. After the wise men heard the king, they left. They saw the same star that they had seen in the east, and they followed it. The star went before them until it stopped over the place where the child was. Verse 10, they were very happy and excited to see the star. Verse 11, the wise men came to the house where the child was with his mother Mary. They bowed down and they worshipped him. They opened their boxes of gifts that they had brought for him, and they gave him treasures of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Christmas is the season for giving. We hear that often. We see Salvation Army buckets around, and we hear of opportunities that organizations provide for giving this time of year. And perhaps they even sweeten the deal by saying, you'll want to get your year in giving in tax break, charitable donation. We may hear that. Gifts will be bought, presents will be exchanged, thoughtfulness and generosity will be available this season, perhaps like no other time of year. I'm a Christmas fanatic. Some of you know that. Charles Dickens, in his book and later theatrical production of A Christmas Carol, is one of my favorites. I have one at home that I watch every year. It's a 1938 version of a Christmas carol. Scrooge, Ebenezer Scrooge, has a nephew, Fred, who loves Christmas. And Fred, when trying to persuade his uncle of the beauty of Christmas, says this, I've always thought of Christmas as a good time, a kind, forgiving, charitable, giving, and pleasant time. The only time I know of in the long calendar of the year when men and women seem by one consent to open their shut up hearts freely and to think of others as fellow passengers in life. And therefore, I believe that it has done me good and it will do me good. And therefore I say, God bless it. I love, I love that. To realize that Christmas is different. And it is a season for giving and sharing. But then I come up with the question, why is that? Why don't we do it all year round? And, and some of us do, and some of us see the value in it, but you just don't hear it proclaimed as, as much as this time of year. So why is it a giving season? How did it originate? Well, I'll tell you. I'm glad you asked. It started with a plan in heaven. Long before the very first Christmas was ever celebrated, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit had a little conversation. And they realized that there was a sin problem that Brad referred to. We all have it. It separates us from the Father. And so a plan needed to be originated. And that was the plan of redemption. Where God the Father looked at, 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 at Jesus the Son and said, I will need you to go. And I will need you to be born of a virgin. To live 33 and a half sinless years. To offer your life as a sacrifice for the sins of the world. The Father then showed us the value of giving. By giving his most prized love, his son. So the plan of salvation and redemption was birthed in heaven. And we see the value of giving. God gave, we give. But it not only stopped there. It trickled down into this story. And the wise men got a hold of the beauty of giving. The Bible tells us that they traveled from the far east to see Jesus. They obviously sacrificed time, energy, resources, and treasures in their quest. We think that they just went from point A to point B in a hop, skip, and a jump, and they were there. That's not true. It took months and months, and some even think a couple years of traveling. You know, they didn't have Teslas didn't have airplanes or buses. They didn't have ways to travel fast. Camels didn't go that fast. And so there was a journey. There was a time where each of the wise men had to leave their home, their family, their occupations, and the projects in which they were working to locate the promised king. And what happened when they reached their destination and they... They fulfilled their quest, and they located Jesus. The first thing that it says that they did is they gave. Very interesting. Now, we think that there were three wise men because there were three gifts that were mentioned. Gold, a very precious metal which symbolized royalty, and more specifically kingship. Frankincense an oil or perfume which symbolized deity and holiness. It was used by the high priest during times of worship. Myrrh, a spice used in embalming. It symbolized Jesus's impending death and his sacrifice. These these men in these three gifts were being used by the Holy Spirit and didn't really even know it yet. They showed us the value of giving in how they gave and what they gave. I've got a short video I'd like for you guys to watch this morning.
1: He is for all mankind.
0: all right um yeah so that was incorrect and there was a video that was supposed to show the wise men coming up and then they presented their gifts of gold and frankincense and my humble apologies to you guys uh giving is worship the wise men worshiped not with singing not with prayer not with fasting They worshipped by giving, and not just any giving. They gave their very best. See, this concept of of giving your best and doing your best, you can see this as a thread throughout Scripture, Doc. Table Talk shows us that Abel got this concept. Because the Bible tells us that when Abel sacrificed to the Lord, he gave the firstlings of his flock. The very best, but Cain didn't. The Bible says he brought some of the fruit of the ground. David, there was a time when David was in the midst of battle. This is a scripture that isn't talked about a whole lot. And David had three other men with him, and they were trying to break through enemy lines where the Philistines had set up camp. And David being their leader, they looked to him, and and David said this, um, he said, let's, let's look at it. It's 2 Samuel 23, verses 14, 15, and 16. Another time David was in the fortress, and a group of Philistine soldiers was stationed in Bethlehem. David was thirsty for some of the water from his hometown of Bethlehem. So he said, oh, if I could only have some water from the well by the gate in Bethlehem. So the three men with David fought their way through the Philistine army and got some water from the well near the city gate in Bethlehem. They took it to David, but he refused to drink it. He poured it out on the ground as an offering to the Lord. David saw the value of what can I offer to the Lord? My very best. And the only thing that he desired was a drink from the well in Bethlehem. And when it was brought back to him, he said, only God is worthy of this. And he poured it out on the ground, the Bible says, as an offering to the Lord. Abel saw the value of giving your very best. David saw it. We see a widow in the New Testament in Luke chapter 21. Jesus and the disciples were in the temple and they were watching as the tithe was being taken. And in verse 1 of chapter 21 in Luke, Jesus looked up and saw some rich people putting their gifts to God into the temple collection box. Verse 2, he saw a poor widow put two small copper coins into the box. He said, this poor widow gave only two small coins, but the truth is she gave more than all of the rich people. They have plenty and they gave only what they didn't need. But this woman is very poor, and she gave all that she had to live on. See, there's a difference. There's a, Jesus noticed it when those that were coming through that had, had you know, plenty of money, and they were, they were tossing in, you know, billionaires tossing $100. It's not that big of a deal, okay? But this widow, that's all she had left, hoping for one more meal, maybe hoping to make one more payment. Maybe, maybe, but she said, I am so overwhelmed by the goodness of God. The Bible says she cast in all that she had. I think of Mary. In John chapter 12, verses three and five, the Bible says, Mary brought in a pint of expensive perfume made from pure nard. She poured the perfume on Jesus's feet and then she wiped his feet with her hair and the sweet smell from the perfume filled the whole house. Verse 5, Judas said, This this perfume was worth a full year's pay. It should have been sold and given the money given to the poor. But Mary said, All that I have, all that's valuable to me, I'm going to give it because he's worthy of my very best. There's a point that we need to realize here and, and Brad kind of touched on it a little bit. God wants us to give cheerfully. He doesn't want us to give grudgingly or out of necessity. Oh, just, I'm just going to give my money. Or whatever it is. However, you give, it's not just money. It's, you know, God's called you to, to, to bless someone in a certain way. Do it cheerfully. Not out of necessity, God, God loves it when we are cheerful in our giving, and not just our money, but our time, our energy, our resources. I'd like to invite a guest up here today. Ryland, could you come up here and help me today? I'm going to give Ryland the red mic. Ooh, that's, that's the important one, that's Ashley's mic. There you go. Rylan's got a little something that she would like to share. Let me preface Rylan by saying Rylan was able to be one of the sixth graders that went with us on our mission trip this year, okay? And uh, when we were done, she caught me and she said that God had laid something on her heart. And so uh, she shared that for Fusion. But the moment that she shared it, I thought, that's going to be good one day. We need to share that for the sanctuary people. So, Rylan, you ready? All right.
1: Um, so in June I went on my sixth grade mission trip and I think my favorite part of it, so we went to a, it was a soup kitchen. So a soup kitchen is where you make meals for people that either needed it or wanted it. So after making the lunch, the lady asked for hot dog buns because that was what we were having with her thing. And Miss Jenny was like, well we can do more than that. So we bought her a bunch of canned food for their pantry, like Vegetables, tuna, et cetera, You know, normal stuff. Um, the woman was so grateful, and to see the smile on her face was probably like, like the thing that made the whole thing my favorite. Um, and it showed that if we didn't have the church and the people that could like help give to where it can make kids have so much like <coughs> memories to make. I don't know if you know what I mean. But, yeah.
0: So, it's good to give time and stuff. And so, Rylan, uh, you guys, you left. We were at the soup kitchen. Yeah. And so, we were preparing food, and we were like, how many people are we going to have? And and they were like, you know, close to 100 are going to come through in like 15 minutes. I think
1: it was packed.
0: It was packed. It was big time packed. But before we were able to serve, yeah, we were out of some stuff. And so you and Quentin and Miss Jenny ran to Aldi and you guys did some shopping. Yeah. And you know, later I am sharing with them, we were able to pay for some stuff for the pantry because of giving. We invite the kids every Wednesday night in every classroom to give, to show them the importance of giving. Not so we can have, so others can have. And, and we were able to bless a lot that day and so giving is important and they all did it cheerfully they were all like working at the soup kitchen i was exhausted and it was hot and people weren't always friendly coming through but they just kept serving and smiling and it was awesome and so yeah so thank you for sharing that today appreciate that i'll thank trade you yeah give rylan a hand God loves a cheerful giver. Hmm. God, I was taking some notes. I love those statements that you read on Facebook or like Instagram. They're like those super impactful statements. You read that and you're like, oh, wow. Like somebody, God gave that to somebody and it moved me and super good. And um, I, you know, I don't know if I'll ever have one of those, but God spoke to me and He's like, write this down because you'll forget. And I wrote it down and it blew me away. I've been chewing on it for about three days now. And if, if you don't, like if it's not earth moving to you, that's totally fine. Here's what he said, write this down. In relation to giving and serving and loving, it's not a question of works. It's a question of worth. Every decision that was made by the wise men as they decided to go from day one and travel and arrive and worship, they knew they weren't worthy. They knew He was. Why do we do what we do? Why do you give your very best? Because He's worthy. He's worthy. I always try to relate things that I do to, like, other, other, relation, other relationships. Like, why do I love on my wife? Why do I want to please her and do things? Not, not because I want to have a list of all these things that I do and show it to her, and she'll be impressed. She's worth it. My kids, you know, The, the investment that we make in our children and the things we do for our children, why do we do it? So they can keep a running tab and give us a pat on the back? We do it because they're worth it. And that's, that's the way I look at it with the Lord. He's worth it. it it's, it's not so he can keep this running tab. It's so I can push all that aside and say, I, you are worthy of my very best, my very best. David had a statement in 1 Samuel 24, 24, and he said this, I will not give to the Lord that which costs me nothing. I won't do it. I won't give him just my leftovers. I'm going to give him my first fruit because he's worth it. Is God worthy of your very best? That's a question I'm asking to you guys this morning, okay? You have to answer that. I can't answer it for you. Personally, is God worthy of your very best? If your answer is no, then the following statements don't apply to you because you don't have that revelation yet. If you can honestly sit there and say, God isn't worthy of my best, then he's still working on you and there's some things that you need to learn. But if your answer is yes, he is worthy of my very best, then I want to show you one of my favorite movie clips of all times and I pray it blesses you.
2: You
3: uh, already
0: We may have to start this from the beginning. <laughs> I'm 0 for one on videos this morning.
2: <laughs> so coach, how strong
0: we may is Westview? We have West to stop issue? that and start it well, again. Cuz you guys don't want to see me act out this this
2: skit. <laughs>
4: That's not even funny,
0: dude.
3: Go ahead. Okay. So, Coach, how strong is Westview this year? A lot stronger than we are. You already written Friday night down as a loss, Brock? Well, not if I know we could beat him. Come here, Brock. You too, Jeremy. What, am I in trouble now? Not yet. I want to see you do the death crawl again, except I want to see your absolute best. What, you want me to go to the 30? I think you can go to the 50. The 50? I can go to the 50 if nobody's on my back. I think you can do it with Jeremy on your back. But even if you can, I want you to promise me you're going to do your best. Alright. Your best. Okay. you going to give me your best? I'm going to give you my best. Alright, one more thing. I want you to do it blindfolded. Why? Because I don't want you giving up at a certain point when you can go further. Get down. Jeremy, get on his back. I get a good tight hold, Jeremy. All right. Let's go, Brock. Keep your knees off the ground. Just your hands and feet. There you go. A little bit left.
2: left. There you go.
3: Show me good effort. That way, Brock. You keep coming. There you go. It's a good start. A little bit left. A little bit left. There you go, Brock. Good strength. That's it, Brock. That's it.
2: Not the 20 yet? Forget the 20. You give me your best. You keep going. That's it. No, don't stop, Brock. You got more in you than that. I ain't done. Just rest a second. You got to keep moving. Let's keep moving. Let's go. Don't quit until you got nothing left. There you go. Keep moving. Keep moving. Keep moving, Brock. That's it. You keep driving. Keep your knees off the ground. Keep driving it. Your very best. Your very best. Your very best. Keep moving, Brock. That's it. That's it. That's it. Keep going. Don't quit on me. Keep going. Keep driving it. Keep driving. Keep your knees off the ground. That's it. Your very best. Don't quit on me. Your very best. Keep driving. Keep driving. There you go. There you go. That's it. You keep driving. Keep your knees off the ground. Keep driving it. Don't quit till you got nothing left. Keep moving, Brock! That's it! That's it! That's it! Keep going! I want everything you got! Come on, keep going! It hurts! Don't quit on me! Your very best! Keep driving! Keep driving! There you go! There you go! He's heavy! I know I'm he's heavy. I'm buying strength! Then you negotiate with your body to find more strength, but don't you give up on me, Brock. You keep going, you hear me? You keep going, you're doing good! You keep going! You not quit on me! You keep
5: going! It hurts! I know it hurts! You keep going! You keep going, it's all hard from here. 30 more steps, you keep going, Brock. Come on, keep going. Burn And let it burn! are burning! It's all hard, you keep going, Brock. Come on, come on, keep going. You promised me your best, your best. Don't stop, keep going. It's, too hard. it's not too hard, you keep going. Come on, Brock, give me more, give me more. Keep going, 20 more steps, 20 more. Keep going, Brock, give me your best. Don't quit! No! Keep going! Keep going! Keep going! Don't quit! Don't quit! Don't quit! Brock Kelly, you don't quit! Keep going! Keep going! Go, Brock Kelly! You don't quit on me! No! You keep going! You keep going! Go, Brock! Ten more steps! Ten more! Ten more! Ten more! more. Keep going! Don't quit! Give me your heart! You can! You can! Five more! Five more!
2: Come on, Brock! Come on! Don't quit! Don't quit! Come on, Brock! Two more! One more! Let's go to the 50! Let's go to the I don't have any more!
3: Look up, Brock. You're in the end zone. You are the most influential player on this team. If you walk around defeated, so will they. Don't tell me you can't give me more than what I've been seeing. You just carried a 140-pound man across this whole field on your arms. Brock, I need you. God's gifted you with the ability of leadership. Don't waste it. Hurts? Can I count on you? Yes, Coach. What is it, Jeremy? I weigh one sixty.
0: See, I want godly coaches in my life, Pastor. Doc, Jay, I want that. I want people to look at me and just remind me, I need your very best. Because he's worthy of your very best. Challenge me. Call me out. If you see me going in the wrong direction, help me. If I'm not giving it, remind me he's worthy the wise men realized what some of us have yet to understand and that's God's holiness and his worth supersedes all that my mind or my common sense can explain revelation 4 8 through 11 says in each of the four living beings day and night they never stop saying holy 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 is the Lord God all-powerful he always was. He is. He is coming. These living beings give glory and honor and thanks to the one who sits on the throne, the one who lives forever. And every time they did this, the elders bowed down before the one who sits on the throne. They worshiped him who lives forever and ever. They put their crowns down before the, before the throne and said, our lord and god you are worthy to receive glory and honor and power you made everything everything exists and was made because you wanted it you see god is forever holy it's like truth whether i believe it or not it's still truth whether i live it or not god's still holy he is still worthy and because he's forever holy he deserves my very best he deserves your very best he gave it all you out of love so this Christmas season I challenge you to make a very important decision tell God that in anything and everything that you do you'll give him your very best your very best he's worthy of your very best can I stand with me this morning bow your heads we're going to have a word of prayer so the challenge is for us that are in here we have two groups of people that are here we may have a group of people that have never accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and there's a decision that needs to be made that I made years ago and that's to give Jesus first place in my life to live for him because of the sacrifice that he gave for me He paid the price for the rocks that I carry. And he doesn't want me to carry them. And you need to say, Lord, I don't understand it all, but I want you as Lord and savior of my life. And I recognize that sin is gonna keep me from heaven. It's gonna keep me from every good and perfect gift that you have for me here. And you want relationship with me. And you just need to invite him into your life. And it's not a fancy prayer. It's just a, Lord, I believe that you are the son of God. You died on the cross. You rose again on the third day. And your blood paid the price that I couldn't pay. There's another group of people in here. And it's those who have made that decision. But for whatever reason, we think that we can give God our leftovers. And that's totally fine. And in a big picture, you're still going to go to heaven. And you could say, it's perfectly fine. But see, God in his word tells us he has so much more for us if we'll realize that he's worthy of our very best. If it's not just a Sunday morning thing or it's not just a leftover, I got three bucks left after after I paid all my bills or it's not just everybody in this world annoys me and I'm not gonna smile or ever say a nice thing to any of them. Maybe there's a prayer that needs to be prayed that says, God, from this day forward, I understand it's not a question of works, it's a question of worth, and you're worthy. You guys pray with me this morning. Whatever camp you find yourself in, I pray that you are seeking God and you're praying one of the two prayers. Father, thank you that you are forever holy. We sometimes forget that. We think that for other circumstances and situations, God, that you're not holy, but you are still holy. You're worthy. God, I thank you that the wise men gave us this great example on how to give. They worshiped through their giving. God, I pray this morning, we would, we would sing to you a new song and sing of your worth because you're forever holy. God, we give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen.
4: we lift your name up today. We worship you, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. God, we want to give you our all. We want to give you everything that we have. We don't want to give you the leftovers today, Jesus. God, we thank you for today. We thank you for allowing us to be here to worship you God, we thank you for your presence. God, we just pray that you bless everyone this week, Father, as we go about our week and we we just think about what we can give to you, what's our best that we can give to you, Jesus. God, we thank you and we worship you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. You are dismissed. Thank you very much.